Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 11. My name is Anthony Dietrich. I'm joined today by Kevin Costello, and I am missing Nolan. Nolan can't be here today. He's very busy. You know, we wish he was uh, recording with us today, but alas, it's just you just get the two of us today. Oh, well. Yeah. Sorry that (laughs) you can y'all missing out on Nolan's three sentences. Hey, hey, hey. He actually upped his... uh, his speech rating last week. I think that when I was uh, editing the podcast, I think he had a lot more, uh, like a lot less, sorry, breaks in the episode than we normally right. have. So, you know, you know, our producer does that, I guess. But um, <laughs> anyways, so we have a lot of interesting news to go over this week. Uh, if, unless you were living under a rock, you probably saw that NASCAR is switching up the schedule for 2020 and, there's a lot of interesting things. I mean, they let in right away by letting us know about the championship change and then getting into what everyone actually wanted with the Martinsville night race. But as NASCAR being NASCAR, they can always make a very good decision, but they always add something that nobody really asked for in which we can get into in a little bit. But, you know, right now we have at this moment, as far as changes go, we added the ISM finale which they announced at ISM to a couple of, you know, nice applauses, I guess. Uh, always yeah, so good Mike to see Mike out there just to say, hey, we're having our finale at Phoenix, okay. They, I mean, they could have just saved money and, and did that at in Charlotte, but okay. I mean, it's always good yep. to see Mike Helton on TV. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously the Martinsville night race is huge. Um, and Daytona is moving to the regular season finale. Uh, so that's huge. We're also losing two weeks of NASCAR in the middle of the summer due to the Olympics, so the Olympics fucked us again, but I think we'll live. Oh, yeah, I, I, oh. Just about the two-week bi-week thing, I really don't have a problem with it, because we always we always get to or three, or in the last couple seasons, we've had three bi-weeks, so now we're just putting them back-to-back. You know who and would be very against this? Who? Tony Stewart, if he was still racing, because that's when he gets hot. That is true, yeah. He would be very against this. Yeah. Even but if it I, meant having Martinsville as a night race, he'd be like, no, I need I need the entire summer to charge up. Especially because no. NBC is the people who are broadcasting the Olympics, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And that's no, when, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I'm not, I, I, I have zero problem with that move. I'm sure when NBC picked up NASCAR in 2014, I believe they did, or was it 2015? 2015 is when it started, so I guess... Okay, so 2014 was the last Olympics in England, and that was ESPN, and I'm sure ESPN didn't really care. I mean, they weren't even really giving their best effort in 2014 anyways. Wait, um, for the winter or summer? Because last summer was summer Olympics. Oh, does anyone watch the Winter Olympics? No. I watched curling, because, you know, curling's the best sport out there. Better than and Yeah, you're right. It was 2016 was the last Olympics. I, I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking the World Cup, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that was in Brazil, I think. Which, to be quite honest, I I was watching the World Cup far more than I was watching anything else last year. So, yeah. Um, but that's me. Let's see here. Um, but yeah, so that's probably going to hurt Blaney and Eric Jones, who you said would get hot in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. That's, of course, a year away from now. But we also had 
Indy moves into the July 4th weekend, which is going to be interesting because it's going to be hot as fuck during that. So good luck to anyone going to that race. Um, What else we got? Oh, the Pocono doubleheader. That's, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll maybe. get into that. And I think the last one was that Darlington keeps its Labor Day weekend date, but and, it is yeah, the and, opener for the chase, which means Richmond moves over. And now Martinsville is going to be closing out a round. So yes. lots of weird changes going on. So let's hop into it. I mean, what do you want to get into first? I mean, I think there's so the much big, here. The big thing for all of us is definitely the bright spot on. And there's a lot of bright spots. Don't get me wrong on the, uh, the new. 2020 schedule but the biggest one yeah. has got to be the uh martinsville night race i mean we've been asking for it on this podcast a lot it's been taking it took too long but i'm so glad that we finally got it because i fucking oh man 20 what was it 2017 when it got into the night portion of that race it oh, the track fantastic. Was beautiful. it's yeah. beautiful I was, it's all i wanted so yeah. I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that we finally got it yeah and then I, I already have plans to go to it because it'll be the first race where I am 21, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And then it's right after school ends too, so I'll be free, I believe so. So yeah, it should be a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed a couple other things when I was talking about the schedule. So Homestead actually moves to March, which is interesting, which means I can definitely probably go to that. Um, yeah, that, I think that's on the tail end of my spring break, so I, I might go to that. It's March 22nd, I believe. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm only looking at the chase right now because the chase just drastically changes again. So you like your first round, first of all, we have all three short tracks and a road course in the chase. Finally. Finally. Like, like honest is... to God, them adding Richmond last year, I was like, okay, we're headed in the right direction. We have a road course and two short tracks. Now we have all three, including Bristol, being a cutoff race. Like, that's hype. And Martinsville is a cutoff race, too. Like, and the Roval. <laughs> and the Roval's a cutoff race. Yeah. Like, hey, did you, th- like, like, congrats to the guys who secured your spot, like, in the, or maybe one person did, or maybe no one did, because nobody wins the races beforehand. Like, just someone out of the chase. Like, here, here's a winner-take-all, like, crapshoot. Go fucking nuts. Like, they, like, you know, Oh my god, I'm so excited for it, actually, like, with those those aspects. And then, of course, they're going to finish with a winner-take-all race, but that's just NASCAR, so. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, the, the we have a span there of, I want to say it's seven weeks, and the tracks we go to consist of Daytona, Darlington, Bristol, Talladega, and the Charlotte Roval. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah it, oh man and even the races leading up to that Watkins Glen is always a great race I don't care like if if everyone's spread out or not I just love Watkins Glen and Dover I, I know Dover doesn't get a lot of love on the podcast but I'm, I I like the fall Dover race unfortunately it lost a chase spot which is kind of unfortunate like I did like it there but I'm sure Chase Elliott really liked it there too yeah yeah, um, and then we still have, it's still thirty six races, right? It's not. Yeah, it's it's okay. well, it's thirty six, but we don't know really what's going on with Pocono, just because. Yeah, they're throwing like, a lot of things. It's out going there to be right it's now. going to be two races, but I don't know if it's going to be both full length or full distance wise. So, I, I yeah, know. we can hop into the Roval, right? Or to the Roval, sorry, the doubleheader. I'm already getting ahead of myself with what I want for this. Um, <laughs> so the doubleheader for Pocono. Um, so Pocono technically keeps both its dates, but it's on one weekend. But you're going to get five races that weekend. Um, you get the doubleheader, the trucks, I assume Xfinity. And I guess Indy, too? Um. I can look at the IndyCar schedule right now because I think that's what they're trying to do is just have it all one no, weekend. Wait, IndyCar with the NASCAR? What are you saying? Because they're saying there's going to be five races that weekend. I'm just trying to figure it's, out. Oh, I think it's trucks. Arca. It's going to be Arca. Yeah. Arca. Thank you. Well, if I mean, if they really want to keep IndyCar at Pocono, which I keep saying they shouldn't, they could. Um, they could just. Where was I going with this? Oh, they could just make it a six race weekend, but I don't even know if the, the, that's possible right now. Yeah. All right. What? Okay. Um. Damn. All right. 
but I mean, I've seen a lot of things thrown around with Pocono right now. Uh, mostly just like the length of the race. It's kind of up in the air right now as to what they want to do with it. But I mean, would you be opposed to a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday, both being 400 miles? No, just because I love racing and I always want to see more of it. Um, however, the teams, I, like I, they don't even know what's going on. Like, they're like, do we just have to bring one car? Do we have to bring a, a different car? What happens if someone wrecks in mm-hmm. Friday practice? Do we have to use the primary for Sunday races as yeah. Saturday now? There's just a lot up in the air. And for sure. So I'd want to... I can't really. I don't have a true opinion on the whole thing. I like the idea of a doubleheader because yeah. I think the, the series needs to be shortened, and I'd hate for tracks to lose TV money and race dates. To lose dates, you know. I don't um, like Pocono still getting the their same TV money because they have two full races, mm-hmm. which is huge because TV money makes up. I want to say I looked at the SMI. Uh, report from last year and 40% of percent of their revenue was TV money. So it's Shit. it's huge. Yeah. Well, you know that. That's what happens when you have an 8.2 billion dollar contract for the sport. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. So I don't know if double headers are the future. They'll probably wait to see until how the weekend goes until making Yeah, I don't want to make every here. single I don't want to make every single track that has two dates have double headers minus yeah, Talladega. Like I could see, I could see Dover getting one. I could see Michigan getting one. These tracks Dover, really don't I need mean, two I think days. That Michigan should just. This is my personal preference, but I know fans in like that Michigan area would freak out that Michigan should only have one date. But no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I mean, Dover yeah. for a double header would actually be very interesting, especially if like you know. Because what someone brought up is like you bring two different styles of cars, like you bring like a like high downforce or a low downforce, just to change things up. You know what I mean? Um, and I know yeah. I brought up like how you could maybe set the field for the second one. You just completely invert from the first race's results. Like that would be. See, I I like that idea, but like the back, I don't know, ten cars or the first ten cars, I guess, because the inversion would just fall off the back anyways. Like Derek Cope. <laughs> Wouldn't, or no, I guess Derrico doesn't really race. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, like Timmy Hill, he, like sure, he gets a pole position or whatever. Yeah, technically, but he'll just fall. And then the everyone back. has, to, and it'll be a mad dash into turn one, and, every, and they're going seven wide into it. And no one's sure what's going on. Yeah, and, and then you get half the field crash out, and you're like, oh, why are we doing? <laughs> I I mean, you know, I'm I'm about the chaos a little bit. I can live with that. Sorry, I'm trying to find a piece of paper. Yeah, um, I. I don't know. I'm just super excited for it. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I remember you were talking. We were both pretty much discussed about the possibility of a roval on Pocono. I mean, if you had one race, like the race on Saturday, be the roval, and the race on Sunday, be the regular version. I mean, that could be very interesting. I know that they want to shorten it. I think that 800 miles in a weekend is a lot. I think that like if you want to get it right, you could do 300 miles, but then you still have the stage racing. And yeah, that's I love the stages. fuel strategy because Pocono is one of the few tracks that still has fuel strategy, even with the stages. Um, and I really like that about Pocono, even if the racing does get spread out. Clint Boyer seems super pissed off because he just missed round t- uh, two. Oh, yeah. We're recording, by the way, during uh, cup qualifying right now. Um, Kevin's a couple minutes ahead of me, so I'll probably get to hear Clint Boyer freaking out in a minute. Um, oh, yeah, well, Clint is going off right now. <laughs> Clint hates qualifying. He Remember his um, Daytona interview when he wrecked out in uh, qualifying at Daytona because they were doing this style, and they and that's when NASCAR was like, oh, we probably shouldn't do this, like, the fastest person's not getting the pole and people have the potential of having a huge wreck in this. This is, this isn't like, yeah. fair. So yeah, we'll, uh, I'll wait to see, uh, Clint's meltdown here, but uh, at least we'll be able to have those, um, for our picks coming up later in the episode, which unfortunately Nolan didn't have the advantage of seeing qualifying before he made his picks, but I'm sure, I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> but, um, so is there anything else with the schedule you want to talk about? Um, Just that round two in the playoffs, you have Talladega and the Robo. Like, that's going to be 
super good DVD. I'm, I'm probably going to go to the Roval again this year because, I mean, That's that was awesome. just one of the best times I had. And especially if it's going to be the cutoff now for the second round, like, oh, man, that's going to be wild as hell. I'm okay, very... Clint, Clint just absolutely drug NASCAR in his interview. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> his PR guy's probably like, well, shit. Yeah, um, he's getting the checkbook out now. Oh, I guess we'll, um, one more thing we can say is, like, Daytona keeps its presence. It, it does keep, yeah, this February 16th um, is the Daytona 500. I believe that is Presence Day weekend. Yeah. Okay. I uh, yeah, it is. It's I'm fine a, with that. Yeah, that that sounds good to me. Just their fall date it, though is, or I guess their summer date is now early fall, which I think it'll be. It's gonna be cooler I like, outside. I I hate the move for the fans, you know, that have the yearly tradition of um, you know, yeah, going to the Fourth of July race there, but yeah. it's gonna oh. be better for TV. And honestly, like, I hate to say, it, but like TV. Oh, here we go. So much more money, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, especially if I I think I looked at a Stenhouse because if you look at it, let's say he wins that race to get into the playoffs, then he oh, wins yeah. Bristol because he's good at Bristol. So that's round one. He wins Talladega, which is that round two, and he's could in the final. The, could win the Roval because that is basically a crapshoot. He didn't actually have a bad race at the Roval last year. No, he did. He crashed. He crashed out. Early, like late, he was the one who yeah, set up the whole say, Kozlowski caution. Yeah, but okay, like he wasn't but, in contention yeah. for the win or anything. But like Talladega, no, but he was running top like top fifteen most of the day, if I remember correctly. Okay, I I don't remember, but whatever. Yeah, you do have yeah. Talladega there too. Whatever, he could also win that. Sure, yeah. let's just give Ricky Stenhouse every single restrictor play win till the end of time. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> I love this right now, by the way, because Boyer's on my TV right now, and he's yeah, just, no, dude, he like, is, this is this is wonderful, feuding hard. Yeah, oh my is... yeah, he's he's very upset. I'm gonna go back and rewatch this later. But um, the he West Coast called, swing he called it an epic failure. <laughs> the West Coast swing also takes a little bit of a uh, a move, I guess. Uh, now goes yeah, Vegas it's... Auto Club ISM to uh start the season after Daytona. That's one move I was kind of just not like weirded out by or against. Just kind of like oh, I didn't expect that. Like I expected them to move the West Coast up because that's the room I heard in Atlanta would get. Yeah, back. I didn't now... expect them to change it. But now Auto Club, yeah, is the second race there, which I, I it's like okay, sure, why not? But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not opposed. I'm not to against it at all. It's just kind of like oh, cool, like that's something you did. But I guess that I think the reason they did it is because if they kept it the same way, it would have gone Auto Club, Atlanta, Homestead, which are all you know tracks you ride around the top, and mm-hmm. like I just call them Larson tracks to be honest. Like a lot of or a decent amount of tire wear and all that, so I don't. I guess yeah. they didn't want three of those in a row. But yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens with like if they have a different package next year because that could also change everything too. Yeah. Um. One more thing about this before we move on. Um, this is a weird thing I just thought about, but with Daytona moving to the fall, I mean, where exactly does the sun um set for these guys? Because I feel like that's going to be an issue for them um, in the fall compared to when they're racing in July coming into the nighttime. You know what I mean? Like the actual sunset, you mean? Yeah, the actual sunset. Oh, like, yeah, that, no, I guess. Like, that's going to yeah, be now be... more in turn three coming out of four than it would be. It was like blocked more by the stands in the July race, I think. Because well, the sun would move further north. I'm thinking science and fucking hate. My brain is like is literally got smoke coming out of it right now trying to think about this. I don't see it being... Does it not set at the same place? You do know that the sun, like, moves, like, when it's, like, winter, the sun moves more... Oh, the sun moves south, no. Okay. Because our, our, our... It's this fucking weird thing. Dude, I'm, I wasn't very good at science, if you can't tell. Like, you know, <laughs> that wasn't my forte in school. Like, I don't think showing. it would move... Because I think right now it sets... Um, yeah, right behind the stands. I don't know if it would change. I'm going to be interested to see that because that could that be a much. dynamic going in nighttime. If yeah, that, that definitely could be. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's just a thing that I was thinking about because I know back in the day during the July race, they would just start it at like eight after the sunset. Yeah. Um, now it seems they probably want to get the 545 starter, the six o'clock start, and then end the race around nine. 
instead no, of having I, it go. No, I doubt it. They they make it a night race because the last couple of years they've had no, it no, clear. no. It would still be a night race because the clocks would move forward at that time, so it would be nighttime at six at, in Daytona or seven six thirty. So you'd have the first like hour be like dusk, and then it'd be the, nighttime. The clocks don't move back or forward, whatever. The I don't fucking no, neither. know. It's the same. It's the same. It's it's only moving back two months. It's not moving into a different time zone or anything or time. The uh, race is being raced in West Coast time zone now. That's what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm just I'm around. So That's enough science talk for this podcast. <laughs> my brain is actually melting out of my nose right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm so confused. I might be right hemorrhaging now, right now. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to Texas. Um, right now, I'm in the middle of round two qualifying, which is basically like just stay on pit road until the last minute again. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm ahead of you. It's not getting better. So yeah, I'm at eight fifteen in round two. What are you at? Five or five fifty-five. So oh, Jesus Christ, that's really far ahead. Yeah. Okay, so thoughts on Texas? I mean. You told me earlier that you're pretty not um like you have very low expectations. I think I yeah. I mean, like we we just got to be honest with this. It's it's new Texas, which hasn't been great. It's I mean, not that I think the package will make it any worse mm-hmm. because in theory the package is supposed to you know make guys draft up, and I think the yeah. the reason why the other packages haven't gone um or haven't gone. According to plan, like the whole not not that they wanted pack racing, but you know they want them closer together. I feel like the reason yeah. they haven't gone so far is because both tracks those days were multiple grooves. Like you could run the top or you could run the bottom, and it was pretty hot out. So mm-hmm. this one, it, it's going to be like fifty out there on Sunday, and I mean Texas is pretty much a one groove track. Yeah. So I think this package could work, but we'll see. They need to have some kind of series where they take a bunch of 18 wheelers, right? And just have like the tractor trailers, like 40 of them on that racetrack. And they just do a 12 hour endurance race so that they can wear out the track surface or something. Do it twice a year, wear out the surface, give us back the old Texas that we, we used to know and love. Cause I mean, this is the problem for any track with a, that, that does resurfacing or, just anything like that you don't really get the opportunity to see good racing it's unfortunate because a lot of tracks you know they need to be repaved but you sacrifice the repave for this style of racing for three four years and yeah i can't i can't think of oh let's see the last tracks that have gotten repaved were it took darlington years to really come back to its true form it felt like yeah i think darlington was what 2008 it had to be in that Jimmy Johnson era. I mean, it had to be around there because around then it wasn't even Labor Day. They had it late fall, and it like it was just not the same Darlington. Like nobody was really doing anything. It was kind of like you just followed the leader. It didn't really feel like the old Darlington where nobody had any grip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm watching I'm comment right now. This is so stupid. This is just... change this up. J- JPEG or GIF? This is I what... get. I get the idea behind it, but don't make it ten minutes if the guys aren't going to go to the last. Yeah, NASCAR needs to just, just either decide to do like, hey, you have two minutes to get out there and do this, or we're going to go back to the old style of qualifying. Yeah, like it's a hundred percent fine. I'm not opposed either with this qualifying format if they literally make each round five minutes or yeah. three minutes because that's when people will go. But like, there's no yeah. need for them to sit on pit road for ten minutes. It's it's just so much fun for all the fans that come out to do this, yeah. I'm sure. Like, they should I always felt, have free concerts for them if they're going to do this. Yeah, like, I felt super bad for Auto Club because there was nothing else going that day, at least tonight. The fans oh, and Auto Club is right a weird part of LA, like, or um, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Nothing well, really going on over there. Qualifying. Uh, I guess we should give our... Do you watch Trucks? I did not watch the trucks. What happened? Um, I mean, nothing really happened. Kyle Busch didn't win the pole, so that's always good news. I have oh, wow. starting. Yeah, he um Grant Enfinger. Oh, good for him. Um, yeah, nothing really came out of it. Um, there's 32 trucks out there this weekend. Uh, shouts out Tyler Ancrum. He's qualifying sixth in the 17 truck. He's racing the Maze Hawaii Toyota. Who is the 17? That is usually Timothy Pete. No, that's not. That was. 
I think it was Ankrum last week. Well, he's qualifying six, so honestly, good for him. Harrison Burton qualifies top ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you're not really expecting much else out of uh, anyone because it's probably going to be the Kyle Busch show again, isn't it? Let's say Kyle Busch is on the field, so yeah. Yeah, Todd Gillen, though. Is he racing Xfinity this weekend? Uh, probably. I'm gonna I know, know Kozlowski is, so he'll have some cup competition. Bubba Wallace is in the 22 this weekend at Texas. Oh, cool. But, I mean, he was two, he was two seconds off the lead, looks like. No, he wasn't actually... No, he wasn't that far off. He was... Yeah, he was actually kind of like... You know, everyone was grouped pretty close with their qualifying times. Um, the leader ran a 28-8-2-3, which I'm sure is probably going to be faster than the cup uh, be today. But, um, yeah, I mean, good for Bubba. He's starting 15th. I just, any more experience that he can get, any uh, opportunities he can get, just good shit. Yeah. Joe Neiman checks in the 8. Let's go. Hey, I saw Angela, I saw on Twitter, the only thing that I saw from Truck Off on, Angela Ruck had a super awesome save. <laughs> so good for yeah, her. She did, she's in on owner points. Um, pretty much the bottom five are all auto owner points, but um, who is it? Uh, our boy Norm Benning Norm. did make the field. Norm, no. Uh, one Wait, more. Who else? Oh, Jesse Little is racing in this one. I I always love seeing Jesse Little out there. So, did you say Norm didn't make the field? Yeah, Norm didn't. Nah. Well, I mean that's good. Oh, he did. No, I don't see him here. No, I I was I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, um, no, Norm Norm Benning did not make the field. Um, so that's what's going on with the trucks. I'm sure that we'll just briefly go over that. Yeah. On Monday's episode, this is uh, what else we got. Suarez was the only one who went out at by himself, and right now going into the final half, he's second in uh, on the charts. Let's see if he actually makes the final round by doing this. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking around on Reddit right now. I just saw something that piqued my interest. That uh, this must have been 2000. Yeah, D- uh, Dale Jarrett ran his 96 paint scheme in his final race for Quality Care. That's sweet. And that was actually like I'll be honest. That quality care scheme, I almost like that better than the UPS one. But the UPS one is fire. And okay. it also Suarez ran by himself and was fourth. See, none of them have gone yet on my screen, so maybe That's they're all fucking idiots. <laughs> they probably should have just gone by themselves. That's interesting. So I guess they can do single file and still make it. Also, that's. Two two drivers you wouldn't expect to see up top in the top. Interesting. I mean, I'm I'm not there yet. They're yeah. still sitting on pit road on my screen. I'm say their names. Finally started moving with a minute nineteen left. Um. All right. This. So yeah, trucks tonight. Kyle Busch show most likely incoming. I'm gonna be. Hopefully, whatever bar I go to tonight, I will be able to um catch the race. Um. Texas night race, I feel like, actually is pretty good for the trucks. I think there was one year where Eric Jones and Casey Kane just gave each other, like, an incredible battle. I'm I'm pretty sure that was 24. Was that a photo finish? Yes. I hate to say it, but that was at Charlotte. <laughs> that was at Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> Char- Charlotte. Uh, is ne- it's never on Charlotte's never on my mind. I never think about it having good racing, but to be honest, the lower series pretty like have good shows there. It seems like yeah, yeah. The um, lower series thrive at like the mile and a half because you know it kind of isn't yeah, great. Cup over o- over quantifies it. They just make it too diff- complicated. Um, yeah, yeah. This is 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 this your qualifying format? Um, let's see here. Okay, so I can't find Xfinity. Um, I can't find the entry list for Xfinity right now. I'm still looking for that. Yeah, I know. I know Kozlowski's in Jeffrey Earnhardt racing. Go, okay, um, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so that's one less thing to worry about. Okay, well, maybe Jeffrey will have a good race. I really hope that he um, that he can get something that's done. That's good, here. Yeah. Rand Jones will drive a special J.D. Gibbs legacy scheme in Saturday's Xfinity race. That's nice. I just saw Tiny Kevin Harvick grow off his pants in a commercial, so that's interesting. Tiny Kevin Harvick commercials really just—I I do, I do appreciate it. You gotta love, I love it. anything with with Tiny Kevin Harvick has really grown on me. Like Why I didn't like the ad at first, but I was like, 
Oh, it's really grown on me. It's a, it's a funny commercial. It's I like I feel like more sponsors need to get drivers involved because that's how I remember the commercials and the products. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Tiny Harvest. Oh, Mobile One, cool. Um, that's oh yeah, no, the all the one. all the old Sprint ads with like Jerry Mayfield, Jay McMurray, yeah, yeah. fucking Jimmy Johnson bringing over his championships, being a dickhead, like. Yeah. I just, those ads stick with me. And I mean, any Jeremy Mayfield ad seems to stick with me. I mean, like the fucking one with, with he's like going on a date with this girl is like, is that high octane 93 you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best commercials I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we need more of that. And please get Ryan Blaney and Bubba in some ads. They are, yes, for they're sure. the best I personalities in NASCAR. Please yeah. get them in ads. Like I love Chase Elliott, but he's kind of just awkward. <laughs> Like Bubba is just wonderfully sarcastic, or not Bubba? I'm sorry, Ryan is wonderfully sarcastic, and um, Bubba is just pure energy, just pure energy. I love the guy. All right, I don't have Xfinity. I don't have the 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 roster up for some idiotic reason. I can't find it. Yeah, I mean, it's have the Xfinity races at Texas been? I actually last year there was a last lap pass. Custer got by Reddick. I think that was pretty sweet. Um. So I don't know. At the we'll, at we'll the see. fall race, I yeah, I'm assume, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, I remember what happened in the spring. I think Blaney no. actually might have won the one in the spring last year. It was probably a Cup guy in the spring. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, obviously, you know, we don't really need to make picks for the Xfinity because it's usually we're gonna either pick Kyle Busch or whoever else is in the 18 or 20. So, I mean, yeah. Christopher Bell is probably the guy to beat. Uh, I think they do qualifying tomorrow. Yes. Saturday. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes because that'll probably dictate how the race is going to go. Um, I mean, I hope Jeffrey Earnhardt can get a top ten. A top five would be wonderful for that guy. That'd be super sweet. Yeah. Um, I like to see a good day out of Brandon Jones. He's just constantly stringing together like you know top ten, top five races and a couple of good finishes. Ryan Sieg. I think if Ryan Sieg can get another top ten, that's really just going to like hey, like look out for this guy. He's actually performing well. Um. And I'm just excited to see how Reddick does because Reddick has surprised me every single week. Yeah, I, he's definitely been the, the biggest surprise. Not that like we I'm thought sure. he'd run bad, but like going from no, I didn't think that he because especially how Matt Tiff performed. I think this just speaks more volume how bad Matt Tiff is and just how good Tyler Reddick is. <laughs> he was saying that uh, the RCR cars aren't as easy to drive as the Junior Motorsports cars. Yeah, no shit. But that plays right in his wheelhouse, so he's like, that's why I run him better. He's so much better. Like, I think he really is a top-tier talent, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he grew up on opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, he'll find an opportunity next year, I hope. I mean, a NASCAR champion, he's wheeling it in lesser equipment, you'd say. I mean, he'll he'll find a ride next year. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else on Xfinity you want to talk about? Um... That's that's about all I can think of. Okay, so yeah. moving on to Cup, uh, we want to just go straight into picks. I don't really think we have any thing else. Yeah, I, really... I, I'm down. I'm looking so, to see. We'll get Nolan. Oh, Kyle Larson's time wasn't allowed. Yeah, so eh, looks like Larson Truex. I'm trying to see who's behind. That looks like Hemrick behind him, or that could be. Um, who is that? Oh, that might be the 41. Yeah. So I guess I guess we can uh, get into picks. Oh, they had a lap, so they did have a lap, but it wasn't yeah good enough. Okay, whatever. Qualifying is a joke right now. I think we've all agreed on that. All right. Um, we didn't make picks last week for Martinsville. No, we did so, not. And I was not going to pick Kozlowski. So I'm. Just I too was not going to pick us. I would have actually probably picked Joey Logano. To be quite honest with you. I um, was going to pick Truex. I thought the damn war was going to be avenged, but no. Not. No, I don't know when Truex is going to get his mojo back, but he's looking like a little bit of a punching bag right now. Yeah, I mean, he qualified right now. He's 20th. Jeez. Harvick's 23rd? Yeah. Dang. He must have only had the one lap then. Yeah, dang. All right. And then Kyle Busch is outside the Wait, top. what? Pardon me. This is definitely not Ricky Stenhouse's 10th year in Monster Energy Cup Series. No, get the fuck out no of here. No, he like, started Fox in- is, is posting that. Like, he may have made his debut in 2009. But he he was a rookie in 2013. I no, I don't think so. I don't think he was even Xfinity back then, was he? Oh man, Fox has really got to pick its shit up. Like, <laughs> come on, baby. All right, 
So I guess I'll let you go first with picks because I mean I feel like I never let you go first. Or we can just read all of Nolan's, right? Yeah, now. we'll we'll go. Let's just read Nolan's. Let's read we'll go Nolan's round by round. Picks. So Nolan's dark horse is everyone's favorite dark horse, Daniel Hemmerich, who right now oh, is second in qualifying. And I should made it know that Nolan made these picks before <laughs> qualifying and. I'm going to text Nolan and be like, you can't have Daniel Hemrick as your dark horse. He's in second place. <laughs> He'll get so upset with me. Yeah. You can no. only pick the drivers that will finish in 30th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we got Nolan's out of the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll get mine first. I'm going to go with... Right. I'll go with Ty Dillon. Just, he's been on a roll yeah. lately. It's yeah. You know, he's I, mean, been, he... I mentioned it to you earlier. Jermaine Racing has really stepped it up. I think that they're the most impressive Chevy as far as like results and and consistency goes i think he made the final round oh well i guess the one car actually wait he made the final round are you joking i think i think that's what i'm looking at good for him okay well i had to turn it off because i'm looking at nolan's picks do you have them open actually nolan picks yeah i got them okay you're just gonna read them then because i want to continue watching qualifying yeah so that is my rationale for the tyler or the uh the ty dylan pick It's a great pick. We always seem to pick like RCR cars every weekend, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, the RCR cars are going to get a shout out. Okay. Um, well, my dark horse is actually going to be someone who recently has become more of a dark horse just because of how many times he switched teams and how more how less likely it is to see him in the top 10. But I think that he's going to have a top 12, top 15 day. I think Ryan Newman is going to have a solid day at the track. Um, you know, I, I feel like Roush is just more about consistency rather than like top results. And Ryan Newman, again, is one of the toughest guys to pass in NASCAR. He understands obviously where he is on the track. If he's a lap down, he's not going to give you as much of a fight, but I think Newman can stay in the top 10 most of the day. I, he probably is starting 30th as I'm saying this, isn't he? <laughs> um, you know, you never know. I hope Newman is able to have a good day, but if you can get a top 50 now, Ryan Newman, I think that'll a it obviously will help in the points because he's probably gonna have to point in to the chase rather than win a race but we'll see how that goes um <laughs> i'm proud yeah. to say that i actually knew where you were going with that pick based on the little description yeah <laughs> uh, i mean dude I, I ryan newman's been around like if you had told me at the beginning of his career that he would be with roush racing i probably would be like oh cool so he's winning championships over roush <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2002 was such a simpler time. It was, it really um, was. Okay, so my sleeper. Um, I'm going to go ahead, and I know I'm, he's probably your sleeper, but since he's on the track on my screen right now and he's making this a little easier for me to pick, I'm going to go with Eric Jones. All right. I think, <laughs> I think that Jones boy might just get the job done on Sunday. He's good at Texas. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that yeah. Jones, you know, he's he's he thrives at these types of tracks, and he needs to just string some consistency together. He had a tough race in Martinsville, and I think that after something like that, I, he he's matured a lot in my eyes in the last four years. I think that he'll be probably a prime contender, and if not a prime contender, second best Gibbs car, which at the end of the day is pretty much what those other three are going for. Yeah. All right, so you want to go with your pick? Yeah, my dark horse is going to be Eric Amarola. Okay, okay. last three races, uh, or at least the graphic I saw earlier today, has been top ten finishes. He's good at the mile and a half. So I just think Texas suits his style. And so that's, I mean, he's in Stuart Haas cars, which haven't had a win yet, but they've been very consistently running inside mm-hmm. the top ten. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling him. I mean, let's see if he can get a non-restrictor plate race uh, win this weekend. I mean, Stuart Haas, I don't... Yeah, none of them have been to victory lane yet. and Kind of surprising that none of them have been there, but, I mean, Penske's been the class of the field as far as the Fords go, mm-hmm. but t- Stuart Haas is still there. Don't, yeah. don't, don't get it twisted. They're there. knocking on the door. All right, um, and you have Nolan's Dark Horse? Yeah, Nolan's Dark Horse is Jimmy Johnson, and he... I'm kind of a little bit pissed off that he got to pick Jimmy Johnson because of how good he's been in qualifying so far. Jimmy Johnson <laughs> is going to qualify well, but I mean, during the race, it, the race seems to be another story for that setup. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, for me, again, I, he, it's finally happened where the, the, his reign of terror has ended. And it's I funny because breathe his, a little easier. his dark horse and sleeper made the final round, but his eventual favorite, which we'll get to, did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, well, he, he didn't know it was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, usually we make these picks after qualifying. You know why, Ty Dillon? Oh, wow, all three 
uh, children's cars. Pretty much all three are in it. And Bubba Wallace. Really? I didn't see Bubba's yeah, car. Yeah, Bubba Oh, I it. see him now. I see him now. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Imagine if Bubba gets the pole. Anytime Bubba can, can, can just get, like, you know, do well, I'm very happy for him. But the yeah. reason 13 is doing so well is because of the Twisted T car. I fucking love the Twisted that T. That is a sweet scheme. I hate Twisted T. I love the car. <laughs> I won't ever drink tis- Twisted T. Hint, hint, unless you pay me money. Hint, hint. <laughs> Sponsor me. Sponsor me, please. Um... <laughs> What is it? Um, okay, so what? Nolan's favorite. I guess we'll just let Nolan pick. His, he already picked, so just, I mean, none of us were going to go with it anyways. Uh, yeah, so his pick is Martin Truex Jr. The, the loser the of the damn war. People yeah. forget that he lost the damn war. People do forget this. I have to <laughs> remind them. All right, uh... uh uh, qualifying's ending right now, so I'll let you know who gets the poll. <laughs> yeah, my friend just uh, texted. My friend just called me, so just tell me who got it. Wow. He just called me right in the middle. Wait, who who got it? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! Wow. How about that? William Byron starting... Uh, William Byron starting second. And so, Henrik third. You think that this could be like the Chevy race? Like... Dude. Chevys are in the all top five. Six of oh, the top Chevy's seven. Chevy's back. Yo, Chevy back. Break, breaking news. Breaking news. Chevy is back. They're back. Has Chevy been uncanceled? I think that she, I might have to uncancel Chevy. I have to go back in time, beat myself up, and let them let me know, oh. like, hey, Chevy's uncanceled. I don't think I huh. ever canceled Chevy, to be honest. No, with I don't you. think you did, but I think we all no. thought it. <laughs> Good for Chevy. So wait, yeah. is Bubba top five? No, I think he's. Let me let me check. Yeah, the just, graphic went off. Yeah, my shit froze after my friend called. Wow, I can't believe Jimmy got the poll. That's fucking awesome. I guess. I mean, Jimmy. I'm upset, but it's like, okay, wow, Jimmy actually got a poll. That's he found speed. Hendrick found speed. Dude, um, that I'm I'm a lot more hyper Sunday now. Damn, I might have to rethink my pick here. Yeah, I'm, that's what I was going to want to watch. I was like, eh, what do I want? Well, I mean, all right, well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm looking at a Bob Parker tweet. Suarez opts to make a single car run. Crowd cheers. <laughs> Crowd probably was roaring. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, I mean, you can go ahead and make your pick. I'm, I'm probably going to stick with my guns anyways, regardless of where he starts. I I'm actually gonna let you go first on this one. Oh fuck! Are you sure? I'm hundred percent sure. I'm not sure where he's starting now, and now I don't know if I want to say it because I don't want to put that out there. Just oh. do it. Send it. God damn it! Because it hurts every time I make this pick. But I mean, he like it's hard not to pick any Penske driver as a favorite anymore because the Pen- Penske or or Bush seem to be just those guys right now. But yeah. as much as it pains me. I, I want to pick Joey Logano. All right. He, Joey Logano is my final answer. He has, he has a Texas win before. He does. Have, I think he has three Texas wins. He won. He got his first Penske win in 2013. He won in 2016. And he... No, he, did, he didn't win last year. No, he did not win last year. He no. won... I think he, only made, he might only have two wins there. But either way, like, I know Joey has had success there. I think, like, you know... You just, it seems to go on a rotation with how the Penske cars do. And it's another one of those things like my Eric Jones pick where they had a bad race last weekend, so they have to rebound. They can't afford to stay stagnant. Like, even if Joey Logano does have a win, like, Logano's a competitor. He sees Bush and Keselowski both have two wins. He doesn't want to fall behind in playoff points. Yeah. So, <laughs> Corey Lejoy t- tweeted out, can we just have a bracket of rock, paper, scissors to see where everyone qualifies? You should join the premier rock, paper, scissors league that I follow on Twitter. It's absolutely electric. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. All right. So do you have your pick yet? Or are you still just trying to figure I, it out? I, I do. And I, I really hate doing this, but he's just so good. And it's Texas. He won this race last year. None other than Rowdy himself, Kyle 
Bush. Oh man, Kyle Bush gonna get win two oh two. Well, that's assuming he doesn't win the uh, truck race in the race. Yeah, if he doesn't win the truck <laughs> race, uh, he's not gonna win the Xfinity. But he, I mean, if he does win the truck race, whatever. Uh, I, I, maybe this is the truck race that he doesn't win. Maybe. Yeah. I. Uh. I, he's just. I mean, he speaks for himself. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good in this package. And mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Texas has has always been a good track room. Even before the yeah. repave, but it just you know. I mean, if Kyle Busch gets out front, which I'm sure he will, he finds speed no matter where he goes. He's going to be impossible to pass. And yeah. we don't talk enough about how good Kyle Busch is on restarts. Yeah, his restarts yeah. are such an important part of our sport, and we just never talk about who's good at it and who sucks at it. And it seems like even if you put Kyle Busch in a lane that's less optimal, like Kyle Busch finds speed. He just. I don't know what he does on his like shifting, but he is very, very quick. Like he just gets speed. So that's a good pick. It's a safe pick. Fuck you for your pick. So, you know, congrats. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, all right. So those are our picks. We'll see who's right. You know, I've noticed this. I think every single one of us has called the winner of each race. Um, yeah, I think besides maybe Daytona. Well, obviously, uh, besides Daytona, I think we've we one of us has called it with our favorites. It seems, like. yeah. I mean, it's been one. I think I got Atlanta. I got Vegas, and then Nolan, Nolan got ISM and Auto Club. I'm pretty sure he went Kyle Busch back to back, and he won back to back. Yeah, he did pick Kyle Busch back to back, and we didn't, and we didn't pick Martin Bill. So you heard it here first. One of the three winners this weekend is yep. going to be uh, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch. Watch it be, be fucking Truex. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I'm actually, like, just lose it. Ugh. Not with that. I don't think with that qualifying effort, unless they're just so much better in race trim. But dude, I, I would honestly assume. like all the favorites are not in the front now. This is yeah. gonna be this is gonna be it's weird. It's gonna be I'm an actually... interesting start on Sunday for sure. Yeah. If these guys do have fast cars in the back, which obviously I think they do, they're gonna have a lot of traffic to deal with, and they're probably gonna have to use different lines to get around these guys. That they're gonna make yeah. it difficult. And assuming right. it's gonna be still hard to pass, I mean, Jimmy Johnson yeah, I mean, good <laughs> man. Shut up. Don't say things like that. <laughs> are you fucking there? I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm happy he got the poll. That's great. Good for yeah. him. Like, I want to see him win. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so rounding out the field, we got a couple of things that we need to hit. First of all, um, we got Daniel Suarez Beergate over the uh, yeah. Martinsville weekend. I I noticed this. I, you mentioned you didn't. Um, when Keselowski was celebrating after the win, I noticed some beer thrown in his direction um he in the same spot in turn one and apparently when daniel suarez was doing an interview um a beer can or not an interview sorry he was walking on pit road a beer can was thrown in his direction and suarez jokingly said pretty much roasting the guy saying like i don't think this guy purposely tried to throw at me because i don't think this man like was basically he said i think this man was too drunk to have proper accuracy to hit me if that's what he was going for i think he was going for someone else Suarez is really good at subtly roasting people. I really have. I've over the last three years of Suarez being in a cup, I've really grown to like him. And I think um, we've. I think we've learned that if you actually want to fuck with Suarez, to not to. Yeah, because <laughs> we know what yeah, he could do. No. <laughs> if Suarez really wanted to, he could have gone into the stands and made malice yeah. in the palace part two. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm sure NASCAR would love that. Oh yeah, uh, we want another run our test, right? I just miss the days. It's weird to miss these days. I do miss the days when you'd get those Jeff Gordon beer showers, just fans getting rowdy and throwing beers on the on the track. But you can't oh, have okay. that now with, uh, you know, just Vince Welsh or whoever, Matt Yoakum immediately getting in driver's faces and just like, hey, we're yeah. going to have two celebrations. Like, hey. ugh. Yeah, I can't wait for the day. I noticed I that, out. though, at Martinsville. One second, sorry. At Martinsville, when Yoakum came, like, Keselowski looked like he did not want to do that at all. He didn't yeah. get out of the car. He didn't get out of the he, car. But there is no victory lane in the middle of the track at Martinsville. It's on the front stretch. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, but I felt like Keselowski did a second lap around the track to kind of avoid the Fox interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what were you going to say? Sorry. So I was going to say, like, I can't wait for the day at Talladega. Like, imagine if they had uh, this, you know, front. Uh, stretch interview, which I love. Honestly, like at the track and on TV, I love to see all the fans in the background and the drivers speaking directly to them. Um, but like, imagine if they had it with when Vickers 
took out Junior and Johnson at the last lap at Talladega. Yeah, oh my god. Was, oh, like imagine no. Matt Yoakum out there just getting like fifty beers thrown in his face. <laughs> I would like to imagine that Steve Burns would have been out there and Steve Burns probably would have caught one. Oh, Steve Burns would have caught one and chugged it. <laughs> I, I I like to imagine my Steve Burns is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> God rest his soul. Um uh-huh. So what else we got? Oh, we have um pretty much news, news that we've been well, I don't know <laughs> if it's great news, but I think that DW may have ru- like rung his last boogity. Uh he, apparently there's rumors of, around uh, especially from Fox higher ups that Daryl is going to be retiring or stepping mm-hmm. down after this year. And I don't know yeah. if this is a Daryl decision or a Fox decision or a mutual decision, but I think that this is the right time to do it. It's, I don't think it's a Fox decision because the right time to do it was four years ago. I don't uh, know if Fox knew how to get rid of him. So I think Daryl probably was like, Hey guys, like it's past my prime. And then Fox is like, you think, yeah, yeah okay. Like, I guess like, we don't want to let you go for some odd reason, but I guess. Yeah. Nostalgia. So it's just a rumor right now, but the rumor was at least the one tweeted out today was by Adam Stern, who is a very reputable source. So yeah, the things you tweet out tend to come to. First. Yeah, I'm noticing like certain tweets like that and certain rumors tend to be more true than like KBM to Cup that you see on like Reddit and stuff. But like I've no lately, I've just kind of like if I've seen it, I kind of can believe it now yeah. with these rumors, and I think this is one that probably holds more weight than the others. Um, one of the rumors, though, surrounding this is that Kevin Harvick will retire and take over DW's spot in the booth. I think that's ridiculous. No, Harvick he, he has said openly today. said yeah. that he wants to be like Mark Martin. You know, minus the fact that he's won a championship in the Daytona 500. But, <laughs> I mean, he wants to race until he's 50. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you went there. Someone someone posted that night. Like, they were like, you know, he has one, but he has one more championship. And I'm like, he also has one more Daytona 500 over Mark Martin. Yeah. By half, a, like by literally, like half a car length. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, um, he or Gluck asked him today, and Harvick was like, "No, like I, I'll be in the car for next year, and I want to be in there for at least a couple more years." So, I think Harvick is. I don't know. I like the smart move would just be to bring back Larry Mack to the booth. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I am... Everyone. Basically, basically everyone loves Larry Mack in the booth. It would be applauded. I would love to see Larry Mack and Jeff's chemistry in the booth. I think it would be really outstanding. Yeah, that would be sweet. And I'm sure Mike Joy would love it, too, to have a familiar face back in the booth. Yeah, um, a guy who wasn't talking over him every two seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't lose either. All right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, it's Fox, so they might end up putting someone like Regan Smith in there or, God forbid, Michael Waltrip. Oh my god! Um, I, like I, I, the worst part is I can see Fox doing that. Yeah, because yeah. Fox will be like, we have no bad. Yeah, we're going to keep a Waltrip in the booth. So, which I will say, I do. I actually don't mind Michael Waltrip in the booth that much. Mm. I well compared to Daryl. Mm. I think if he if you stick him in the booth where he can't do a grid walk or anything, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just I guess if you keep them away from the drivers, I think that's safer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> less, less tacos will be spilled, and the world will be a better place. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also in, like, I think this might be earth-shattering news, in my opinion. Greg Biffle's coming back. Yeah. Greg Biffle's <laughs> going to be racing a uh, truck series race for Kyle Busch. Um, he was testing in Texas. Oh, he, it's, it's going to be at Texas again? Yeah. The Texas race in the summer. I think it's June good yeah I, I just wish he was in the 69 but i will take any biffle coming back i yeah. Greg biffle was one of my favorite drivers growing up when he was in xfinity um you know i always found myself rooting for the guy his first win at daytona was legendary like just being able to not run out of fuel he actually did yeah. seem to run out of fuel coming across the line but labani was like hunting him down and that was one of the few daytona races outside of like 2017 2004 and 2011 where the field was extremely spread out like that i can think of in recent memory um was 2017 like that the 500 oh the 500 okay yeah because everyone ran out of gas which i had never seen that's right yeah yeah i'd never seen that before yeah that was a weird because they have a caution it was a good one but that was a no that was a solid race it was just surprising it was another one of those like oh hey it's like bristol last year it's like wow kurt bush survived and won the 500 like wow this came out of nowhere I was yeah. happy for Kurt. He, I, I really was happy for Kurt. Um, <laughs> and Kurt. And Kurt won that race too. 
<laughs> that's why I said it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I said okay. That. Yeah, yeah, that was the correlation. Um, All right. Yeah, thank God Biffle's coming back. So that'll be fun to see the Biff. Hopefully, hey, experienced driver and great equipment. You think he's gonna win it? Um, at least I think he'll outperform Burton and Gilliland. I think that's a given. I think morally, everyone will want him to win. I don't know if he will, though, just because he has been out of the car now for three years. Or I guess this is yeah, but I mean, if he's testing out. now and he continues to, like, I know, test. I know he's testing, and obviously he has the skills. But I, I'm sure he'll do i racing and stuff like that to get a little bit of a. I just can't say. Like obviously, when Kyle Busch is down there, it's kind of like all right, it's Kyle Busch versus mm-hmm. field. I don't think you can make that yeah. same analogy with Biffle, but he'll be. Definitely be contending for the win, if I had to guess. At least, definitely top 10, unless something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty, then. So, I think that's pretty much all of it. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, um, um, I figured out the driver who almost died, and it wasn't a gateway. It was at Memphis. It was uh, Ray Corelli. So. Ray Corelli, okay. Yes, so I, now that's like, I figured out the third driver to survive a <laughs> nasty head injury like that well fourth i guess because nadu is still alive too oh and i guess jeff purvis too so that's five now i'm just okay. starting to have <laughs> flashbacks here mm-hmm. um yeah so just uh to round things up it, good honestly good, good week for nascar news i mean obviously yeah, the schedule is the best part you know i'm a little i was a little you know weird like not weirded out but just kind of like standoffish about the double header but the more that comes out about it i'm like okay i think live with this and yeah i'll just have to get over the fact that there'll be a two-week break in the summer where i just won't get to watch nascar especially on my birthday which is gonna be frustrating but whatever Uh, like Um, i always feel bad about not watching the olympics because nascar is on i really don't turn on the tv um, i'm not usually unless it's nascar coverage or fsu basketball coverage or something like that yeah but now i will be able to watch i'm glad that you're gonna be like be able to watch i'm just not gonna yeah like I'll probably tune in for maybe track and field and swimming sometimes, I guess. I I used to like it more when it was like Phelps and Lochte and Yeah. I guess like the women's swimming, surprisingly, because what's her name for the America Lepec Lepec Le- Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I forget. Yeah. I'm probably butchered her name and I apologize. I, I know who you're talking about. You yeah. know who exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's fun to watch. She is actually really exciting to watch. So if yeah. she's in the Olympics, I probably will tune into that. But they got rid of baseball, and that's what pissed me off. Wait, they was baseball of... in the Olympics? Baseball used to be in the Olympics, yeah. Oh, huh. But they have golf in the Olympics, so I can I can work around something. Where where is I, it this year? Or I'm trying to year? think it's like one of those outlandish things in the Olympics. Like, you know how the Winter Ping Olympics Kong. has Ping pong. Oh, that's right. Ping pong. All right. I, will be, I will tune in at, I don't know, it's in Japan, right? Do you think that they could add racing to the Olympics? Like an ISMA type thing, like IROC? They, they should. Should, I guess. Because, I mean, if freaking bobsledding is in the Olympics, I don't see why. Yeah, Jeff racing. Bodine going for another gold, right? Yeah, I mean, they have the roller derby racing, isn't that a thing? No, it's not roller derby racing. It's speed racing. That was Apollo. Uh, no, that's in the Winter Olympics. You're right. Okay, but they do have a form of racing. They so do have something. Yeah, they do have like rollerblade speed racing. It's actually yeah. it's insane how they how they do that. I, they're going like absurdly fast around yeah. there. Um, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, if they could get like an ISMA or uh, you know IROC, that would be dope. Yeah, I don't know who. Okay, so right now, which is a little quick discussion to end it. If you were to pick four drivers with your American racing team, who would you mm. choose? Well, you can't pick all NASCAR drivers because I think that you would have probably more talented. Like, it depends on what kind of races they're doing. Like, if they wanted to make it a pure like racing atmosphere, you'd have one oval, one road course, one street course, and one dirt course, and maybe like a or and maybe the dirt course is like a dirt rally course. Yeah, so five. that would be a pure form of crowning a champion, and you'd have yeah. Like, no, maybe, I agree. You do either heat races or you can do qualifying, depending on how you want to set this up. If I choose from like an American side based off that, like, I mean, you want someone that like has an understanding of all of those fields. Like, I mean, I know he's not the best, but Ricky Stenhouse has like a good like background. Kyle Larson. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys who have like a really good dirt background. Um, you know, even if Tony Stewart came out of retirement, that would be incredible. <laughs> Honestly. Tony Stewart would probably be up there because he has experience with open wheel and like road course racing and all that. Obviously, 
with NASCAR and then with Dirt too. He'd, he'd, be, a, he'd be a prime candidate. Hello? Oh, all right. Well, Anthony, Mike. Hang on. Whoop. I'm I'm here. All right. That sucks. I wasn't. I was going into a nice rant there. Uh, um, I was saying, um, like, what would you have first? Like, to, like NASCAR Cup champion Tony Stewart or Olympic gold medalist Tony Stewart? Like, ooh. those both sound like right. I ooh. the words Olympic gold medalist Tony Stewart makes oh, me very man. happy. So I if they did bring racing to the 2020 Olympics, like I would probably say Tony Stewart would be one of those guys I would love to see come out of retirement for that. As far as drivers right now, I think like a great talent is um in IndyCar. Um, I would love to see probably Joseph Newgarden would probably be really solid for America. Hammer Rossi would be my pick. Yeah, I guess Rossi. I guess yeah, Rossi. Well, e- either of them. Um, I mean, dude, we don't know what Colton Herta can actually do right that's now. That's true, dude. Like, because Colton Herta could win the championship by this time next year and like just be like an incredible talent, and he could be the guy. What's um, the next IndyCar race? I don't know. <laughs> you got oh, um, there's an F1 race this weekend. Oh yeah, Bahrain's this weekend. We um, I mean, that. we could give like a little preview. I guess I'm picking Lewis Hamilton. Wow. Congratulations, I, Lewis Hamilton on the win. I, I mean, uh, dude, if, if Botas actually does outperform Hamilton again, that could be like a fun little internal power struggle for Mercedes yeah. that I would love to see because anything that could lead to a, a Mercedes implosion and Red Bull coming back to the, the front line of uh, Formula 1 would be pretty cool. I mean, my, my favorite Formula 1 driver is Max Verstappen, and my favorite Formula 1.5 driver is Kevin Magnussen. So, either of those guys. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I don't think Haas is going to make that next step this year, but no. <laughs> um, I would love to see Ricardo bounce back and get, like, a top five. Top, like, it, obviously, I think Podium's out. I don't think he's in the top five, just because... Yeah, because he's in Renault. Yeah, but... I, as long as he makes it past turn point. one, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, be, yeah. That's, I mean, he is... He is only to go up from where he went. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. That's, uh, I think that race is tomorrow night. Yeah, I think it's Sunday at like 11 a.m. Actually. I'm supposed to go get brunch, so maybe I'll try and catch that race. Oh, it's a night race. That's right. In Bahrain, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it would be in the morning. That's actually pretty neat. I like that. That is sweet, yeah. That's cool how they do that. All right, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, who would you pick for Olympic drivers? Uh, so I'd pick, yeah, I'd definitely do one IndyCar driver, probably Rossi. He's the first one who came to my head. Mm-hmm. Um, NASCAR, you got to go with Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush, okay. Yeah. Um, Dirt, I'd yeah. go, I mean, this is bias. I'd go Larson as well because he's just yeah. has an extreme talent. And then wild card, yeah. definitely. Definitely Tony Stewart. That would be super <laughs> sweet to see. Just, just give me Tony, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as that would go, I don't know if America would honestly win the gold, though. Um, but that would be interesting to see if they could. Because, I mean, you look at the other countries. Australia would have Will Power, Scott Dixon, and then the Supercross no, drivers. No, Scott, Scott Dixon's not Australian. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he from New, New Zealand? Zealand? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Gay. So, but still, you would have like drivers in Super GT, and you have to think about those, or not Super GT, Super Cars, whatever. Yeah, Super Cars. Is, you would have yeah. drivers over there that are very talented, like, you know, the Marcos Ambroses, who are mm-hmm. just extremely talented at wheeling a car. So, you'd have to think like Australia's a potential to, like, you know, steal it, or um, Sweden uh, with, uh, who is it? Um, Felix and Ericsson. There's another Swede I'm missing. Oh, Kimmy Reikinen is swedish or is, is he? uh i think Google. he's finish yeah Kimmy's you're right we, we talked yeah. about this i think yeah. he is finished so just bring david coulthard back yeah why well. not um who, who would england is, have hamilton uh lewis hamilton obviously if Russell? lewis wanted to this is like saying that all these guys would do this yeah exactly lewis hamilton, huge thing. um <laughs> russell isn't he russell uk I guess I'll have to get some motorcycle drivers. Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know any other. Different the only one I could think of, and, you know, God rest his soul, is Dan Walden and Justin Wilson. Those are the only other two British drivers I can think yeah. of. Oh, oh no, Borde is French. Okay. Did you know Sebastian Borde is 40? No, wow. Yeah, he's like 40-something. Wasn't he an F1 driver in the past? 
Yeah, he raced two, he raced a year and a half for Toyota, which oh, was a like, huge uh, huge mistake. Well, he re- he quit because Toyota okay. sucked and he was in a bad <laughs> system. It was the same car that fucked over Demarco. Um, De- oh, um, Cristiano Demata. Sorry, when he moved from kart to F one, which upset me because I think Demata was one of the most talented drivers in the world at his time in 2002, 2004, and he went over to F1 and got fucked. I'm trying to think who else is, like, British. I can't think. Vettel is German, so I don't yeah, know. Vettel is German. I feel like German would be good. just because. You know, I so can't name any other German drivers because I don't watch motocross or I don't watch any of the, like, that type of racing, so yeah. I don't know who would be really, like, talented out of that group that you could bring because, I mean, I don't know. So I would put probably Australia, America, and I guess Sweden as top competitors. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure Canada will be like, oh, but we have James Hinchcliffe and DJ Kennington. Is Stroll, isn't Stroll a Canadian? Marcus Stroll too, yeah. Uh, Marcus. Who am I thinking of? It's Lance Stroll. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. You think oh, maybe don't ask, don't ask questions. I I'm confusing him with a baseball player. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, since my brain is melting from qualifying, I have been Anthony, and I have been Kevin, and Nolan has been here in spirit. And mm-hmm. we just want to thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast. You can follow me at NAYS underscore Anthony and Kevin at what's your Twitter Day handle cost nine nine. All right, yeah, just give us a follow, give us a like, and, you know, until uh, Monday, we'll see you guys later. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Stretching oh so far. This dryer's taking my girl.